Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is the one and only Donnie Bovine. He is a five-time best-selling author and an entrepreneur who serves as CEO and founder of Success Champions and Success Champion Networking. Donnie's considered one of the leading global minds on sales, business development, and business growth. Donnie's a community builder. At heart, he builds champions. Today, he helps small business owners leverage sales and business development to grow and then scale their business through the Success Champion Networking, Badass Business Summit, and Champions Table Masterminds, and the Champions 90 Challenge. Donnie, you seem to be about the world's busiest man. Thank you so much for making time to be with us here today. Now, before we get into just the phenomenal work that, that you do for your clients, I'd love to take a step back and just hear your story. What were you doing before starting all of these different endeavors, before helping folks with their business development and sales? And how did that ultimately lead you to make the leap? Yeah, so uh, I did four years in the Marine Corps, and I did 20 years of straight commission sales. So I've never really had a salary job in my life. Um, I sold from Fortune 500s to mom and pops. Um and I turned 40 before I even knew that you could do this thing called be a business owner. You know, so back in 2017, I heard the likes of guys like Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, you know, all talking about be a business, start a business. They made it sound easy. So I made the leap um, uh, in the midst of I was buying out my partner at the time and decided I wasn't going to go that direction. I was going to start my own company and give it a go. Um, six months into trying to run my own business, I, with my wife asleep upstairs, I walked out the back door and her Jeep was missing. Called the police to say, hey, um, I think my Jeep's been stolen. And they said, no, sir, it's been repossessed. Um, I had to go in and then tell my wife the rest of the story is on top of all the stuff, we have a full working farm. I built a second house on the property for my mother-in-law and we were in the brink of losing all of it. Um I had no idea how to run a business. You know, I'd been a sales guy and I thought, you know, transitioning from sales to business owner was going to be an easy peasy. Well, it obviously wasn't. Um, but, you know, was able to turn the companies around and get where I am now. So I went from literally having to cash in both our 401ks to save the farm, get her Jeep back to building our global brand that we have now. So um, and I love sharing that story because I just want people to know that I've actually been through it. Yeah. Um, and I understand where they're at, where they're trying to get to. Um, and, you know, that's the nickel tour. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you, you bring up this great point. Uh, and to me, it's one of the biggest injustices done to the entrepreneurial community. Uh, and it's not done intentionally, but this idea of making starting a business sound easy. Mm. You know, it, it's because the, the trick of it is, is it's not hard to understand. Right. But it's hard to do. It, it takes hard work to do it is a better way of saying it. So uh, this, uh, you know, as you jumped into it, and, and even on the the flip side of it, now, now that you help folks, how would you describe it? Do you think starting a business is easy? Uh, where do you stand on that? So starting a business, no, it's it's not easy. Is it hard work? Absolutely not. And 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 the the reason I say it absolutely not is you're absolutely going to work harder than you've ever worked in your entire life, right? But I'm not the hustle and grind guy. There's there's so much about running a business that you literally just have to go through that nobody's just going to teach you all the shortcuts. Mm. Um, and I tell most people that, and I'm not a coach, um, but I tell most people, don't even look at a business coach of any sort until you're two, three years in the business of gotten your teeth kicked in and you know the actual problems you need to to solve in your business. But starting a business in this day and age is the stupidest, simplest thing in the world. Meaning if you have a cell phone, you can start amazing and an internet connection. I mean, the, the people all over the world prove this time and time again. So what I think people don't wrap their head around is what they actually want to do when it comes to their business, what they want to accomplish. Mm. Most people who start businesses really just want to put their feet up set their own hours and create this kind of part-time habits and stuff. And hopefully that their revenue is going to come in. And what, I mean, full honestly, that's basically what I thought I was going to be able to pull off, that I was going to be able to create this business that worked around my schedule, you know, and the complete opposite of that is true because to get a business off the ground is going to require a lot of energy. That portion is hard, but business itself is just math equations. You know, it's you do enough of this, it leads to enough of this, it leads to enough of this. You feed the machine called a business, you rinse, wash, repeat, and you continue to go. Yeah. It is not that complicated until you make it complicated. Mm. You know, um, but most people because they've never sold, they've never been in a situation where they've got to be self-sustaining, just hated what they were doing in their life, said, now I'm going to start a business. And they're not prepared to meet the dude in the mirror, which the business is going to force you to do. Yeah, in a big way. And uh, there's this interesting pattern that happens with a lot of folks. And, uh, you know, it's been in book after book. Uh, it's not anything new, but a lot of folks think that business is doing whatever it is that they do, right? I'm a, uh, you know, I make widgets. I'm going to go make widgets for myself. Or, uh, and and what they they fail to recognize is that making the widgets isn't selling the widgets, right? And, and there's that whole aspect of it. Now, I'm interesting. I'm interested in your story because it's almost the the opposite side of that, where you had the sales background. What was it about moving into being business owner that was so challenging? Coming from a background of sales. What you don't see is when you're a sales guy working for others is all the other moving parts. So now I was in a situation where I could still sell and I sold a bunch, but then I had to deliver. Then I had to do operations. Then I had to do accounting, right? Then I had to do all the other processes and steps in between that I had no damn clue how to actually do. So a lot of my sales early on were just transactions. I mean, it was like I was a life insurance guy or something and I was just selling one off and then they would go away. And 
you know, nobody tells you that, you know, you need to figure out a way to onboard your clients and nobody tells you that you need to figure out a way to keep your clients and your clients should become your biggest sales force because you should be delivering so well for them that their word of mouth is creating the rest of your business for you. Yeah. Right. Nobody was out there preaching or saying, it's like Alex Hermosi is doing a lot now, which I'm really enjoying his stuff. But when you, th- you know, think about it is you likely have one set of skills. To be a business owner, I don't want to say you got to be the jack of all trades, but you got to have working knowledge of a lot of things. Mm. And that working knowledge has got to get you to a place where you can hire people that have the skill set to really be experts in those places you're weak in. Yeah. You know, it's like accounting, finance, all that stuff. I had to go find people because I don't know accounting and finance. I didn't know what the heck a PL was, you know, and those type of things. You got to bring those type of people in. Operations, I should never be a part of an operations team. I should never be part of a customer service team. So I had to go find people that were skilled in those arenas. But to yeah. do that, I got to be able to get enough business that I can afford to pay those type of people, yeah. right? So, so the first thing most people have to do is they have to learn how to sell. They have to learn to be able to go out, find people that don't know anything about them, their product or service, and get them to say, cool, I'll take that. And they got to do that enough times while keeping those clients, you know, that they can get enough revenue coming in that they can go build out the rest of their business. Yeah. And so you kind of introed this in your story of kind of being down in the belly of this, of the entrepreneurial journey Mm -hmm. and realizing something has to change. And you fought your way back out of that. You also mentioned not being a hustle and, and, you know, max effort kind of guy and, and working hard. So there's, there's all these, these tensions in entrepreneurism where it's, it's not just this, right? It's this and that and the other, but what was it that really turned things around for you? Was it a mindset shift? Was it a, a change in your activities? How did you do that? Man, it was, a, it was a chain of activities, but probably my favorite one was working my farm. You know, um, there's there's all this idea of the hustle and grind, and it's only a hustle and grind if you hate doing it, okay? So I have a full working farm, goats, chickens, geese, ducks, amongst all the, the, the rest of the companies. I don't get a good day off when it comes to the farm. Those goats can't let themselves out of the barn. They can't put themselves up. The chickens can't let themselves. They can't put themselves up. To give this in, in perspective, uh, two weekends back, went out with some friends, stayed out later than we probably should have, you know, and I came home. So sad, Sunday morning, when I usually get up at 3.50 every morning, I slept in that morning. And then I didn't get out to take care of the chickens till about 9.30, almost 10 o'clock. By that time, it was already over 100 degrees out. My chickens were still locked in their hen house and I, we lost one of our prize uh, roosters. It died of heat stroke being in there, right? My fault, hundred percent, my neglect on my part, right? So what I want people to understand is running a farm. I don't get a day off running a business. You don't get a day off, right? You've got to do the work until the work's done. It's not a hustle and grind. It's the minimum requirement. Right? It's the things you have to actually do. If you look at it as sports, this is a blocking and tackling. Every day, you're going to have to do some sort of business development. Every day, you're going to have to do some function inside of accounting. Every day, you're going to have to do some function inside of operations. Right? We've built our company around the lifestyle we want to live, but it took a lot of work and energy to be able to get that off. It took a lot of years of doing the things I didn't want to do to get there. That's where everybody thinks is a hustle and grind. And it's not the hustle and grind. It's the minimum requirement. You got to do the work until the work is done. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, on your website, you mentioned helping folks scale and you, you, you uh, identify this issue that a lot of, especially newer business owners have, not necessarily newer, but earlier stage business owners have of, you know, this one step forward, two steps back. It's this roller co coaster of entrepreneurism. We have this massive success and then it feels like two months later, what just happened, right? Yep. Uh, how, do, how do folks overcome the volatility of that and start taking one step forward and then another step forward instead of two steps back? Look, let's be honest. Entrepreneurs are the craziest people on the planet. I mean, we're the only people in the world that wake up every morning knowing we're going to get punched in the face and smile and say, cool, let's go again. Right. So part of it is just knowing that this is part of the game. Okay. You know, you there's so many unplanned things that that happen that you just got to be able to learn to take the punches and keep moving forward. And everybody always says, remember why you got in the game and all that stuff. No, no, no. Remember, this is all part of the process. So for, for me, it's it's the minimum requirement. I'm going to keep harping back on that. This is the things you have to do. All you're trying to do on that journey is to thin out those, those valleys and those peaks, right? You want that as a flat line as possible. You know there's going to be inevitable things. Like you could never have planned for a pandemic, right? Nobody would have ever thought something like that was going to happen. So your job is to be able to make the decisions fast enough with, with the smallest amount of risk that you can possibly tolerate and flatline that as much as you go. And I would tell everybody, if they'll look at life in general as an experiment, then you never fail, right? You're experimenting. You're trying something new. You're trying a different way to give it a go. And that really helped me out a lot. But my favorite thing, especially for your young entrepreneurs starting out, is I always felt like there was people watching me. Like I was in the stadium. There's crowds all around me. And the one thought process kept me pushing forward early on. And I put it in my head, wasn't true, but I put it in my head that all those people watching me we're seeing if I would quit, if I would throw in the towel, because if I quit, they don't have to do it. They don't have to get in the game because it's too hard because if Donnie can't do it, they can't do it. So I kept telling myself, dude, I can't throw in the towel because then I prove them right. And that fictitious story that I told myself over and over again got me first through that first couple of years of, you know, the tremendous high and the really drastic lows. And all the times you're like, man, I should just go back and get a job. I should just quit, right? Every one of us does it. Yeah. You know, so it's minimizing, you know, the the ups and downs through through a lot of it. And yeah. I could go on and on, but processes and systems are the number one thing you got to do with it. Yeah. Another thing that you mentioned was uh, a big part of what you do with clients is help them get out of their own way, right? The, the head trash that shows up. One of the things that I, I think most entrepreneurs underestimate is the personal toll that it'll take mm. to get through the journey. And so what's some of that head trash and, and how can we overcome it? So first of all, nobody tells you you're going to meet the man in the mirror um, as you're building a business. It, it's a flat out trick. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. There is no other vehicle thing on this planet to see your strengths and weaknesses on display as building a business. So um, you're, people come from two walks of life. You're either a doer or a feeler. A doer, let's say you're going to go to the gym on Monday. You're like, all right, Monday, I'm going to start working out. Well, Monday morning walks around and it starts raining. It's cold. It's miserable. The feeler says, man... I ain't going out there in that rain. It's cold. I just don't feel like going. The doer goes, hell yes, because it's raining, 
let's get this right. I'm going to get it done. Right. And they're going to do it no matter the cost, you know, along the lines. Most people live on the feel side of things. Right. So the head trash that pops up where they get everything from comparison theory to to uh, uh, they don't believe they belong in that room or, you know, whatever thing pops up in somebody's head all becomes from feelings. Yeah. They, they, they don't feel like they belong. They don't feel like they could have that conversation. They don't feel like they could ask that question. If they will go back to the basics of just doing right, don't think about how is that person going to see me? Just go do, go talk to them, right? Think, so everything comes after we take some sort of action. It's like going to the gym on days you don't want to go. You feel better afterwards. Same thing here. Turn off the feels, turn on the do and just go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's excellent advice. Uh, And and so it actually brings me to uh, my next question. I like to ask all my guests this, and, and it is, what's the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening or watching today knew? Um, that you should actually build a company and not a job. What most people are doing is building a job and not a mm-hmm. business, right? Your business is going to work on you a hell of a lot more than you will ever work on it, right? It's just how it is. So what people need to understand is your business is not you. Your business has no emotions. You do. Your business is simply a machine. So literally find people feed the machine, keep those people happy, put the process and systems in place, let those people find you more people, rinse, wash, repeat. And you do this over and over and over again. But what most people are trying to do is they're trying to treat your business like they're a salesperson. I need to go get this one person. Let me deliver and help this one person, get them what they need, and then go on to the next. And then I'm going to go find the next person. You got to build an entire machine. You got to build yeah. an entire process. Yeah, so true. So true. And uh, so one other question, I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit. I'm going to have you take off your uh, your sales coach hat, right? Your advisor hat. I'm going to have you put on your CEO hat uh, and talk to us. You know, get back in the ring for a moment. Talk to us a little bit about what the next stage of growth looks like for you and your business and what challenge you'll have to overcome to get there. Yeah, so we're on a a really massive uh, growth phase right now inside the company, and we have been fo- so focused on word of mouth in our business for so long that we hadn't actually started punching out and going, okay, what is our real outbound strategies? What are our real tactical marketing strategies? So we're investing heavily in tech teams, um, doing an, an entire brand review and the likes to get everything positioned and alive. So, cause we got the backend system, everything just so dialed in. Now it's time to go for scale. So yeah. a lot of it is new outbound. A lot of it's coming up with the new tech. We're moving into VR, we're moving into AI, we're moving into the metaverse. You know, there's just a lot of moving parts, you know, coming ahead. So we're now trying to really get on that train and get up ahead of it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it it's an interesting thing because um you you never graduate from the next challenge. You yes, know, for sure. it, <laughs> there's this sense of like, you know, if I can get there, it'll be a lot easier. And to an extent, that's true, right? Uh, but as you know, even if it is true, we're just wired to go after the next big thing, right? So if it's not hard, it's not leading a business, it's not growing, it's not scaling, but uh it also is a joy to do it. So uh Donnie, thank you so much. I, I know that folks are listening to this and they're like, I, I've got to know more about this guy and how he can help. So how can folks find more out about your work and connect with you? 
Yeah. So the best way to get in touch with me, and before I do that, guys, if you hung out with me and Scott this long uh, and you got any value out of this, any tips, tricks, something that was tangible, do Scott a favor and share this episode out with one other person. Having my own podcast, I can tell you one of the toughest things in the world is actually growing an audience. So if any of this episode or any of his other episodes would be any value, share it out for one person. Um, and it's literally like you walked up and gave him a virtual hug. He'll love the hell out of it. So, and then for me, if you'll text the word success to 817-318-6030, um, I'll send you a video with some trainings and some different options and things. And it'll get you to all my social media, but that word is success to 817-318-6030. And it'll get you everything from there. That's fantastic. Uh, we'll drop that uh, in the show notes for those of you who are listening while driving. Don't get in a wreck. Uh, <laughs> and for everybody else, uh, check it out in the show notes. Text success over to Donnie and you will not regret it. Donnie, thank you so much for being on today. It's just an absolute honor having you here. Uh, my and, honor, brother. And for everyone listening, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.